Hello and welcome to No Load Time, episode 8. I'm one of your hosts, Obed Velez, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Yol Young. What's good, guys? Good to be back with you, Obed, to talk about uh, the stuff we love here on the No Load Time podcast. We're so thankful for you guys making us a special part of your day for listening to the show. Um, so I know the first thing we always do is what's been going on, and I know some fun stuff has happened with both of us, so... I'm going to throw it over you to Obed first. What did you do, man, over this uh, this last break? Yeah, thank you guys for uh, for joining. And just real quick, Joe, before before I jump in, uh, we want to apologize. There was a, We did somehow I, I have some technical difficulties on the, on the last episode that we noticed. Uh, so sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we, we couldn't get some of the audio to come through properly. So we apologize for that. Uh, and it was mostly in the tw- first 20 minutes of the recording for for last week so we apologize for that guys uh but joe um not much happened uh i had a long weekend went to the beach it was good um spend some time some more time with persona i'm 78 and a half hours in so dedication <laughs> nice i know you said you already saw a certain netflix show you're trying to catch up on too right yeah yeah so i started i went back to watching Jessica Jones because I, I I think it was last summer that I started watching it and I, I just never went back and finished it. So I only have three episodes left um, so far that it's been, it's been really, really good. Nice. And I've been really enjoying it. And some people said that they, they could have shortened it to around 10 episodes. So I'm curious to see what happens after this episode. No spoilers, Joel, please. I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, and I know that, you know, it's an older show and I'll probably after this, I'll start Luke Cage and, and, and give that a try. Um, and, and Iron Fist, I know it's not super great, but I'll give it, I'll give it a try too. Um, but other than that, Joel, yeah, like I said, play some Persona. Uh, I was 78. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I feel like it's the story, the plot is thickening enough to where you can start, you know, pointing fingers at things that happen and have <laughs> been happening. Um, but it's that's a very interesting game. And I was telling you this morning about how, what you know some of the uh, the the social mechanics and. And how you can grow your character, and and <laughs> it's all, all all very interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go into the, very very much into the weeds on that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll for for sure do a, a like a full recap uh, when I finish the game. So most likely next week's episode, maybe the week after, um, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably be able to give you guys a good recap. Uh, other than that, man, I remember I told you, and I think this was back in like episode one. Um, I told you that I was uh, playing uh, Final Fantasy X, uh, that I finished Final Fantasy X HD on the Vita. Yep. So for a few weeks, I was like, oh, I had Vita, and I, I played some Grow and so, some Breso Gun on the Vita because it's more of like picking. You know, pick and play kind of kind of thing. It's like you pick it up, you play a few levels, or you know, a couple of fights, and and that's fine. You can just drop in. That's it. Uh, but over the weekend, I started um, Final Fantasy X two uh, on the Vita, and I know that a lot of people hated that game um, because it was really fan servicey, and it is. And um, you know, uh, it just the 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 
change in tone on that game was so dramatic um, that a lot of fans were were just appalled. I I really liked it when I played originally. So and I played it I played it back in 2004. Um, you know, a few weeks, a few couple of months after it came out, um, and I remember finished it. And and it's one of those games that that sticks to you uh, in a very special way because I was playing this game when. You know, I was going through a rough spot personally back then. And it's one of those games that, that you, you remember. It's like, hey, I remember going through this and, and this being the game that I was playing while that was going on. Um, and that game is a lot better than I remember it being. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit back then. But, man, just the improvements overall that it had, or you know, both gameplay and and some of the design choices they made on it, it's it's way be- in my opinion way better than Final Fantasy X. Uh, the battle system's a little cluttered, uh, and and it just takes a little bit taking used to versus the more of a strategic uh, turn-based system that X had. Uh, but this is just so nice, so fresh, and it it runs okay on the Vita. It doesn't run great. Uh, it chugs a little bit here and there. Um, and, and, and yeah, it is super fan servicey. Uh, but if you get over that, uh, really, really good game at its core. Uh, so I'm about three hours in probably and enjoying it. So I'm having a great time with that. Uh, other than that, man, that's, that's pretty much it. You just, I'm looking forward for the, uh, holiday week next week and be able to you know, take some time and chill out. So how about you, yo? Yeah. I'm looking forward to that too, man, by the way, yeah. that is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do too much either also over the weekend, you know, so I think both of us can say we're busy people and so it's always nice when you can just take in and enjoy a, a nice weekend just doing a lot of nothing. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who do try and keep myself busy with multiple things, volunteering, whatnot, um, personally. But, uh, you know, what I did do that I think would intrigue you guys as I mentioned to you guys last time on the show that I was going to be seeing a movie. I had an opportunity to see a movie. This last weekend, and that film was Transformers last night. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. So, this is another review coming here. Um, I have, I'm, I'm you know, I'll make it clear I have seen all of the Transformers films in, in the theaters when they've come out. I've seen, I saw the first one in the theater, the second one, third one, fourth, uh, the fourth. Uh, <laughs> and so I finally saw, I saw Transformers the night last night. Now, someone here then say, well, you must really like the Transformers films. I, I think it's one of those things that I like the Transformers. I don't really like the films, but it's what you got, so you got to watch them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to compare, but with all due respect, there's not been some, there was some, some interesting DC films that have come out, you know, aside from the Dark Knights films, which were great. Uh, and some people have mixed feelings on them, but if you're a DC fan, you're going to see it, right? So um, I, I'm, I really like Transformers in general. Uh, the films themselves you know, are what they are. So getting to the film Transformers the last night, man, uh, how, how, how that is. five times and you <laughs> still don't get it right. Yeah, I, I, I watched the first two in the movie theater. I didn't go for the third one. Uh, and, and the fourth one, I, I mean, I, I got them on Blu-ray, but that fourth one was so rough that for me, it's just, it was so bad that, it kind of bro- broke me away from the franchise. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was it was bad. The fourth mm. one was so bad. I, I there was several scenes go just stuff just going on that I think I was just so mentally checked out that people were like, "Hey, what is that?" I'm like I don't even know what that is. Like this, <laughs> I don't even care. Like it's. You know, I mean, and, and the funny thing with the fourth one is it starts off amazing. I remember when in the beginning of it, like you're seeing the, you know, these little like, you know, dinosaurs running around and the technology and stuff going around. I remember looking at the person next to me like, oh, man, we're in for a good one. And then it went to waste really quick. But, uh, you know, with Transformers the last night, no spoilers. But I will say that I was disappointed in the fact that they try to sell you on this Optimus Prime storyline. You remember what happened at the end of four? Um, it's been out for a while, so I'm not really spoiling anything. If you haven't seen it, you probably just didn't want to see it. So at the end of four, he Optimus Prime flies away. Yeah, it's like uh, peace, peace out, bros. He he just <laughs> flies away, and he's like, yeah. "I'm coming for you, makers or whatever, you know, and creators or whatever they call it." Yeah, yeah, whatever they call them. You know, so he flies out into space, and in this film, they pick it right back up from there, and um, you see Optimus Prime in the beginning. And then you don't see him till the end. Literally, there's, I mean, yes, there's little fragment, like, snips, but you're not really, like, it's not really, like, screen presence. It's little things. But uh, he's really not seen from the beginning, and then he just jumps to the very end. Disappointing, because I really love Optimus. Um, he was, <laughs> I, the, when I was actually seeing the movie, there was these two other ladies in the theater as well um, that were there. And and one of the ladies, she was with a friend, and, and she she was walking and her friend wasn't too excited to see the film. And she's like, don't whine about it. I'm here to see Optimus Prime. And man, when the movie <laughs> ended, I was like, oh boy. Well, <laughs> didn't really get a whole lot of that. Well, what we did get was really awesome, you know, particularly in the end. Um, and that's the thing. They have these amazing action climatic scenes that are, you know, they, they, they get you excited, which is why these films make money. But as a film, they got these, you know, stupid, you know, you know, uh, slap slap slaps the humor to some degree and you know the way the characters interact you don't care you don't you know you don't care if mark Wahlberg's character was killed by megatron i wouldn't even care i'd be like just show me bumblebee and show me i, I just like I, I just it's just that's the way it is you don't care and this is why people say but joel it's it's, it's all about having this senseless fun and and that's why they're they're cool because you just watch them just for fun you, they're not supposed to be serious movies I get that, but this is the difference between a movie like Transformers and Fast and Furious. Mm. Fast and Furious. The films are crazy, stupid, all that kind of wild stuff. They do outlandish, completely crazy stuff. But yeah. you care about the characters. When they talk about family, you cared about. When Paul Walker's character left the series, you were like, oh, man, it was a send-off. When, yeah. when you talk about the way Toretto talks to the team and the way they laugh with one another, you can feel a camaraderie. It may not be crazy strong, but you actually care. Like, no matter how silly it's family, family, it actually, you actually gets to you. When you watch Transformers, you don't care a snot about these humans. You don't care about what's going on, so it's, it's a really bad problem. And the film's called Transformers. You should care about the Transformers. So if you're going to do that, let's make a film in Cybertron. Let's let's forget the humans altogether and just deliver on a story where Cybertron's, uh, you know, the key. Uh, no spoilers, but it seems like that could be coming in the near future. Um, yeah. So that made me hopeful with the film ending. You know that they said it's the last one, but it's not going to be. It's just going to be a different director, which, yeah. praise the Lord. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm glad Michael Bay is. It's this is the last this is the last ride on on that franchise. But uh, Joel, did you ever play um, Full of Cybertron or uh, on? Uh, it was last. It's a last gen game for PS3 and 360. Uh, did I, you ever play that? I did not. I watched a lot of gameplay footage of it though. Um, I know okay. you you played it, right? I played it. Yeah, that game was really good, and and the story was great because it's exactly what you said. There's no humans, and this is Optimus Prime's struggle. You know, with hey, the the planet's busted, and and Megatron's taking over. But I, you know, I'm gonna be a reluctant leader. And then, you know, at the end of the game, spoilers. This is like a ten year old game, so it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, you, he he gets the uh, uh, um. The Matrix, and uh, he becomes Optimus Prime, and it was great. Um, you know the dynamic between him and and uh, and the other characters uh, and the other Transformers was great, and and how it was done. But it would it would be phenomenal to see something like that. I mean, it, it would be like an all CG movie at that point. It's like it's an at that point it's an animated film. Sure. And I would rather have that with a good story than have you know. Oh yeah, you know the kids are are running around and, and you know planting you know doing pranks against the Decepticons and blow their heads off. I would rather I would rather just get an animated film with you know CG and and Cybertron and and have that versus just have one of these movies again. Um, but I, I'll, I, I'll probably see this thing. <laughs> I'll probably see it because again I I I. I I got the other ones on Blu-ray. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I know I'll watch it eventually, but I have no interest in. I know, I know, because, because you and I were talking about Optimus Prime specifically and saying how we didn't really care for the portrayal of him after the third film, what they did in the last film, and then in this film, the portrayal and even just the way he looks visually, they changed his look. Didn't like that. I also didn't like the yeah. portrayal of him. He looks awful. Yeah, I hate that design, man. And it's not—it's not like I'm a G1 purist because I'm not. Um, but it looks better in the first. Is, yeah, on, on the first one at least, it has some, you know, resemblance to what classic Optimus was. And and even and even on like I said on on this game on on, um, uh, full of Cybertron or War of Cybertron, uh, he resembles uh, you know the classic Optimus. Uh, but like after the fourth movie, he uh, I really hate that design. I really don't like it. I know, I know, yeah. and then it's it's you know, I mean, at least at the end of the day, we still have the original actor doing the voice, so the voices you know you never get that wrong. Yeah, and Peter Cullen's still there. Yeah, Peter Cullen's still there, and he does deliver always an amazing speech in the middle of it, and they even make a joke about it in the film. Like, man, he just gives you the chills every time, you know, and it's, it's funny. But uh, no, I mean, that's the thing. He's he's Orion. He is words of wisdom is what persuaded the leaders of Cybertron in the beginning to give him the matrix of leadership, to make him a leader, to make him a prime other than Megatron, who's just a warrior, but no sense of heart. It was the words that Orion spoke. And so they've delivered on that, yeah. but uh, yeah, you know, there, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole, in other words, the source material is strong. If only they could translate the film. Well, we'll see maybe Transformers six. Oh boy. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. So some okay. news dropped since last we last spoke. Um, I, you texted me about this. 
Um, yeah, so uh, breaking news, um, we're recording this on a Thursday night, so uh, uh, around 45 minutes ago, uh, it was confirmed that Patty Jenkins uh, will be directing Wonder Woman 2, so good news for the fans. And yeah. Yeah, it looks like DC is finally realizing <laughs> what they needed to do from the beginning, so... Uh Honestly, I don't mean to be drastic, but they could have easily announced that she's directing Wonder Woman 2, 3, and the next Justice League film. Because literally, how good she did on Wonder Woman, she could do any of the DC properties, I think, just fine. Yeah. I'm not no hate on Zack Snyder, but I'm just saying, I think she, she's solid. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad for her, and I know that uh, at this point, pretty much Warner and DC are, are just going to tell her, take it, you know, Absolutely. run with it, and and just do whatever whatever you think is better for the uh, franchise. So that's great, great stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, um, Joel, do you want to do uh, before we jump into the actual news? Um, do you want to jump in real quick on uh, on the uh, the whole Venom thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quick clarity on that. Last time we we spoke, I was all excited because Amy Pascal, Kevin Feige. It wasn't like this is just like a quote. Like they got this, these people on video sitting down making it clear. Venom's going to be in the MCU and Silver Sable and Black Cat and all yada, yada, yada. We read the quotes off. You can listen to the last episode. Very clear. Um, and then they retract themselves. I don't understand this. And basically says, uh, I'll read the quote to you specifically because I don't want to misquote this. Uh, Amy Pascal says, First, there's Spider-Man happily in the place where he's supposed to be, which is the Marvel Universe. I think everything comes from that. This is the signpost, the tentpole, the signature. And the other movies that Sony's going to make in their relationship in this MCU Spider-Man takes place in this separate Sony world. Although you're not going to see them in the Marvel Universe, it's in the same reality. Uh, and Kevin Feige seconded her because he was also in the interview with her when this was going on. And he said, yes, she, word, she worded that perfectly. Although it seemed like he was very open to the idea and the way he like he wasn't shutting down like that it's not, there's not a possibility in the future. But it seems like as things stand right now contractually, there's, there's nothing that would make them cross over. So I think this is something that could easily change. And I think the flexibility is there that yes, Venom can, can do this if they want to work out that kind of deal, especially with how much money Spider-Man Homecoming is going to make next week. Um, I yep. think this can change easily, very quickly, and they're going to want all of Marvel's creative input to make it successful. But uh, yeah, they pumped the brakes and and said, "Hey, it's not it's not that he's in the same universe, but he's in the same reality, whatever that's supposed to mean. Take it as you want." Yeah, so kind of disappointing, but at, at the same time, I can you know I understand why you know, and I I understand and I also appreciate that they went ahead and clarified this for, for the fans because we were going bananas over here over, uh, you know, Venom possibly being on one of the Avengers movies or, you know, something crazy like that. But, uh, but you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the, you know, it's, 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 it's a bummer that, you know, it's not, they're not on the same universe, but at the same time, we appreciate that they're, they're being clear now and, and Hey guys, don't get too excited. Absolutely. So, Being professional, it's all business. We understand why they're doing what they're doing, and hopefully it changes in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's that one. So uh, let's go ahead and jump in, Joel. Um, I, we got some news this week, and this was totally expected. 
based on what Nintendo uh, did last year with the uh, um, NES Classic Edition. Uh, they're releasing a Super NES Classic Edition uh, this year, coming out uh, on September 29th. Uh, again, this would be a limited run, uh, I believe. Tour it'll it'll be from September 29th up until the end of the year. They said that uh, production will be will be going on, and then after that, it'll be you know whatever shipments are 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 left for for 2018. Uh, but yeah, eighty dollars comes in with two controllers, uh, twenty plus one games, and we'll get we'll get into that in a second. But what do you think, Joe? No, this is fantastic. We expected this from E3. I know there were some leaks also from Xbox, uh, you know, in regards to what Nintendo was doing. Um, yeah. But I'm really happy. Uh, September is a great time to do it in time for the holidays. I know these things are going to sell like wildfire, just like they, <laughs> they oh did. Oh, I mean, just to get one is going to be hard. Yeah. But, I mean, $79, $80 basically, uh, it's – it's a good deal, I think, uh, and hope and the, the 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 games that they have, and you're gonna get into there solid. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I wasn't able to grab one of the NES Classic Editions, and I really wanted it, but uh, something told me that is like there's gonna be an NES, uh, a Super NES Classic Edition, and and the reason why I am actually more excited about the the this one uh, versus the original. On the original, I, I already own the games that I really wanted to play from that list. You know, I got. Star Tropics, and I got the Mario's, and I got Zelda, and and uh, you know, and, and Mega Man, and, and all that. So I already owned those cards just for the NES, and so I really had no immediate need of actually jumping in. Uh, and it's a similar situation with the Super Nintendo, but we'll go through the games uh, in a second. But the reason I'm really excited is because Super Nintendo games hold up so much better than NES games, both on graphics and sound. Um, so I am really excited for this. Uh, so we're going to go uh, real quick over the games. And uh, and, and I'm also going to tell you why, why I'm super, super excited uh, when, I, when I finish off the list. Uh, so we're going to get Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, F-Zero, Super Metroid, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which is an interesting choice, and, and we'll talk about that in a second, uh, Super Punch-Out, Super Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, Final Fantasy 3, Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario RPG, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, and Super Ghosts and Ghosts. Uh, and the 21st game is Star Fox 2, which was a game, Joe, that was completed but never released. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, this game was 100% done in Nintendo Candid uh, because it was coming out right when the N64 was coming out. Um, so they went ahead and, and, and you know, decided not to release it. Uh, but the game was completed, and it's been out in the wild for uh, a few years now. Um, you know, peop some people were able to get a hold of, um, uh, uh, I guess, a, 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 not a beta, but a, an incomplete version of the game, and they were able to complete it. And uh, and there's reproduction cards for uh, for Star Fox 2. Uh, so very interesting move there, very uh, 
very bold if i would say uh you know nintendo releasing a, a uh, an unreleased game, and then uh, having the guts to actually put Earthbound in in this thing, you know, hopefully it'll bring down those prices, the overinflated prices for that for that game. Um, but uh, Joel, the reason that that I'm I'm super excited is that this list pretty much has four of my favorite games, top ten games ever. Nice. And I, I mean, one support, and that's the, you know, the Street Fighter 2 Turbo port. Um, and, uh, but it, it does have uh, three games that I, that I consider personal, you know, top 10 favorites. So I'm, I'm really excited. May I ask what three are those? Uh, Super Mario World, uh, Zelda, Mega Man X, and, and Street Fighter. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, I mean, the Street Fighter 2, I prefer, you know, Super Turbo, but to me, all every, every version of Street Fighter is special. And, and you know, the the, the Street Fighter 2, uh, especially 2 and Turbo, especially this version that's included here, uh, to me was the best version on Super Nintendo uh, because Super Street Fighter 2, uh, the audio was messed up and... Uh, that game has some performance issues, uh, but what's interesting is in in Japan, um, they are what they're releasing it with Super Street Fighter Two instead of Street Fighter Two Turbo. Um, so that's one difference uh, that that they that they have. And I think there's uh, there are two other games. There's Mystical Ninja or, or Golmon uh, that's coming out in Japan. It's not coming out here. Uh, but from this list, you know that I can tell you, man, I I, I own a, a a couple of the cartridges. Um, I was actually looking to buy a, a Castlevania four, uh, but that game's like fifty bucks now. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I don't think I'm. I really want to spend. Last time I saw it, it was like like fifty or forty or fifty. Um, I, I have, you know, a version of Super Ghosts and Ghosts on the Vita. That game's that game's kind of messed up because it's it's an early Super Nintendo game, and 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 a lot of those early games suffered. From really bad slowdown, um, and and that was an issue back back then. And and you know I, I'm assuming this they're not gonna they're not gonna fix it. Uh, but yeah, uh, good stuff, man. I'm I'm really excited. I signed up for the alerts for Amazon and Best Buy. Okay, so you can <laughs> snag it before it gets wild and crazy out there. Yeah, yeah. So I signed up for both alerts. I mean, once I see an alert, uh, the good thing with Best Buy is that you know I can just it's kind of like set it and forget it. I can, you know, they send me the alert. I'll add it on the card, and I, I, you know, check out with the Best Buy card, and, and that's it, and it's done. And, yeah. and if I can do that, that'd be that'd be phenomenal. Uh, but I, I, I'm really excited because there's some games here that I really want to uh, share with my daughter when she's older, like you know, Super Mario World. And I do have Super Mario World on cat on, uh, you know, cartridge, but. It's something that you know. If I have a device that I can plug into HDMI and and get, you know, a a, a great experience, that, that's perfect. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too. Like you know, to any of our listeners out there, if you have kids and you're listening to this, or if you are you know younger yourself, I'd recommend pick this up. I mean, if you can, seventy nine seventy nine ninety nine. <laughs> you know, play some classics and really appreciate um, yeah. a pioneer for the industry. Yep. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy three, which is basically Final Fantasy six, uh, and uh, that that game is is phenomenal. 
that's one of the best games ever made and and it's you know and you'll have it here and it's it's getting kind of expensive i think i saw it for um i think like 60 dollars on on my local uh you know retro shop oh my goodness uh, so that game's going up i think i i think they had a they had a they had a sealed not a sealed version but it was complete in box uh and it was like 200 bucks it was crazy my goodness um you know some of these games are are getting are getting you know both either not not necessarily rare uh but because demand's so high and and of course this is out of print um you know uh, a lot of people look for them um but yeah i i'm excited i uh, i really i really want to get my hands on on one of these uh uh, it looks like there there is one difference, and, and it's because um, the controller um, originally the 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 Super Nintendo controller uh, the uh, X uh, the Y and X buttons uh, were concave, and the uh, B and A were convex. So it looks like this is all convex buttons. Uh, so if you're if you're like a super purist. Um, then then that's gonna probably bother you but the thing is that this this was the case only in the u.s uh the uh the japan and the euro version uh they were all convex buttons um but yeah it looks great uh i mean the japanese version looks great too um so if you can if you can grab grab either or uh go for it highly recommend it this is uh again this is one of those things where uh i've had this conversation with you and i believe that you know uh, the games have been better, getting better over time, um, and uh, and just comparing this lineup with the original lineup uh, for the uh, NES Classic, um, it, it just holds up so much better. You know, these games hold up so much better versus the NES versions of, you know, uh, or, or the previous versions of some of these games. So, highly recommend it, guys. Just grab it if you can. Nice, nice. So a, a quick change of pace here, uh, technology-related but also film-related. Some interesting news came out in regards to Avatar 2 or the sequels film that are going to be or planned to be coming out for Avatar uh, whenever that does actually happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. as, re as reported by Inside <clears throat> the Magic, um, this is via the Inquisitor. I want to read this off to you and then kind of debrief and break it down. Um, they're reporting that following Cameron's production company, Lightstorm Entertainment, um, they're extending its partnership with Christie Digital, and both sides are working toward making Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 in 3D, but without the hassle of 3D glasses. This would be done by giving Cameron and Lightstorm Entertainment access to Christie Digital's new RGB laser projection system. The new system yeah. has been described as pure laser in the tech community for its ability to use 60,000 lumens to provide bright images at incredible high frame rates. The result will be clearer pictures than ever before, which is preferred, especially in 3D. So this is some new state-of-the-art uh, 3D project state-of-the-art just projectors in, in, in general um, mm -hmm. but it's really fascinating because the very first <clears throat> avatar film uh, really pioneered the concept and made people get on board with 3d films um, before that it was really just a lot of the you know 
I remember seeing back in the days the Spy Kids movies, and you had the red and green or blue, whatever those three D things were, right? The color change ones, right? Yeah, yep. On your eyes, and you know, it was not it was not very uh, pleasing. It can make you feel sick after a few minutes. Yep. Um, but but now we were where technology grew with the last Avatar film, the first one. Um, they you know they introduced he used he created his own technology use. Uh, specifically handmade 3D cameras, and it was beautiful for its time and what it did. And, you know, the story is what it is, but the visuals were were amazing, um, and so it really grasped a lot of people. Now, to hear that he's trying to do this again with the Avatar sequels, um, try and do 3D, but this time take it even further and cause a 3D film without you wearing glasses, I am totally on board for this. I mean, you're talking about the idea of not having to wear these glasses that give a shade to it. That's the thing I don't really care about them. They make the films darker. Um, where with this, it's there's nothing over your eyes or darkening the shades. It's just giving you the depth of feel. Um, it, that's that's the next layer of immersive film, and it can really help the industry. The only yeah. thing I will have to say though is that with this being the case. That means that this true this true type of 3D will only be in certain theaters because then every theater is going to spend the kind of money to have this type of projection system that will show. So you're going to have to really be special. You know, if you're going to either see the film regular or if you're going to see in 3D like this. You're going to have to go to a special theater. But I think yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, theater owners, that, and it's no no secret that theater uh, you know operators have been struggling for the last few years so for them just to drop you know a, a couple of hundred thousand dollars on on on, on a, this type of new projection system it's it's kind of crazy i mean we can probably see it from you know uh the the amcs and yeah, uh yeah. you know uh the uh, the movie goes of the world if movie goes still a thing i i remember i don't even remember if they're still around i'm not even sure dude yeah but, but i know uh, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think the big name ones, like you know, I know AMC has they probably would have the kind of money to have. Hey, let's install this here. But I don't think the rollout of this is going to be something that every theater. There's a lot of theaters going to say, no, you're just going to see this regular. Like, yeah, it's going to be like the like the 4DX kind of thing, you know, for where you have you know one per city or one per region. Like, you know, we we don't have a we only have just one uh, 4DX theater right here in the area. That's right. The other one's in Miami, and let me tell you, it is worth it. Oh my! Yeah. So, so maybe, so maybe it'll be, it'll be something like that. So I keep, but I can't wait to see uh, this thing. Uh, you know, me, me being, you know, uh, uh, consider myself a video file. I, you know, I really enjoy having a great movie experience with, you know, the best picture possible and and the best audio possible. Um, I'm really interested to see where this is going. Um, I, I yeah, and like you said, we put uh, real real D three D on the map. Uh, so this could be this could be I mean it could be a catalyst. I mean this could be a catalyst for this technology to be so popular that that it could be adopted uh, in, in in many places. And the other thing is that you know they have less. Uh, they they don't have to worry about you know recycling glasses and going through a cleaning process or you know people taking their glasses home with you are technically entitled to do but you know they don't have to worry about managing an inventory for glasses and you know 
the, the logistics of it, it's, it's, it's a much simpler uh, uh, process. So, yeah. I know, I know. I think of a comp the company Real3D themselves. Like, I mean, what does that mean for them? They could be concerned and say, look, that might mean a certain amount of time we're going to be out of business because there's no need for glasses. But it's the future, I mean, and I, I think they probably knew that would be coming anyways. Um, you know, what's the next thing? Hologram technology. I don't know, but but uh, anything that makes the film more immersive, makes you more captivated, 4DX does it for me. But now if we can do it without wearing glasses, it just doesn't take me out of it. It makes me just focus on what's going on in front of me. And if anyone's going to do it, it, you know, James Cameron is someone that can definitely do this because people will actually, they will actually go in and, and, and spend money for this. If it was just some you know independent film trying to be in 3D, then you know may, no one may would jump for it. But because it's Avatar and, and it was known for its immersive technology, I think people would say, "Oh yeah, I want to see what they do with this one." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, new technology really excites me. So, um, but uh, you know what? What also kind of excites me is retro stuff. That's right. And and. And we talked about something last week, and this is an update to uh, the Sega Forever uh, games collection that uh, that that was announced uh, last week. Uh, man, where do I start? So, so Joe, we talked about it after the after we recorded last week. I actually went over and downloaded Altered Beast, okay, and and, and played it on on my iPhone, and. Uh, Oh man, it's it was it was not a great experience because it's it, it's fine. It's it's a, it's a, it was free. If you you can turn off the ads, I think it's like two dollars to actually just buy the game. So it's not that expensive. It's fine. Um, but you know, just the UI was really weird, and uh, I, the control. I mean, just controlling a game with with a with a touchscreen is is awful. Um, so that 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 apart uh the the issue that's been reported is that there's been uh a lot of issues with emulation um on because of there being different os's and how uis behave and how ads behave uh and how emulation itself behaves on different different platforms uh man it looks like this this games are 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 pretty much botched so wow. um so it's sad so uh the good thing is that sega's aware of it uh sega said that they're uh they're working on 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 fixing it um and i i've heard a couple people that have tried um using uh controllers and and, and you know like a bluetooth controller for the android phones and and that's been working fine uh but um but yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know where where this is going. I'm I'm hoping that Sega is able to actually just uh, uh, wrap it up and fix it, um, and, and see how that goes. Uh, I wish they would actually just, uh, and this is something that I forgot to mention last week, but I really wish they would release this collection on on consoles as well, um, because you know, you definitely have the power to do pretty much whatever you want. Um, you can brute force any system from Sega on current on current hardware, uh, but it's man, 
it's it's been it's been crazy uh so uh just to just to reiterate this is on uh the the most of the issues have been on high-end android devices so mostly the uh galaxy s8 and the google pixel uh, it looks like uh, most of these issues are not affecting iOS. Like I said, I I played it. I played it. And it was fine. It's just that the controller, I just don't like, you know, the the virtual buttons on the screen and and the UI was really weird. Um, but it, it was the emulation on mine. At least the experience I had on on the game was fine. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I'm hoping that Sega put stuff together and and is able to get this going uh and i'm uh, again i'm hoping for uh for a, a console version of of this game you know i'll pay two bucks for you know sonic and i think that's the only way they could really go to make it right in my personal opinion on non-totality because based on what you're saying and your your experience of it, it seems like yes people are having the problem with the frame rates and being choppy uh and you know technical issues with it which is not the phones because you're talking about iPhones and galaxies. I mean, these are some, some oh, yeah. powerful, you know, hardware in your hands. Um, but if that, even if that itself is fixed where it's not having the frame rate drops and, and what have you, uh, you're still st- explain to me how you didn't care for how you're having this experience on a touch screen and trying to play the game, you know, touching your screen at the same time as it's playing it. Um, so, you know, the only way to fix that is to have a controller in your hand. And so, I mean, you really want to put on consoles so more people can actually have a good experience. So my recommendation to you, Sega, if you're hearing this, just put it on console You know, you can try to fix it on the phone, but I still don't think people are going to like the way just the interaction with it is because of it being touchscreen based. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and some of these games are really twitchy to play, you know. And and just using that touch screen is not it's not a great idea. Yeah. Yep. Well, switching gears again. Uh there was a little trailer that came out today when we were recording this. Um we knew that Marvel as their TV series on ABC, uh Ages of Shield, but in the interim, we're not getting Ages of Shield coming back until I believe January of 2018 so in the interim what they have coming out is uh, marvel's inhumans it's something that they're trying out they've been wanting to do for a while they initially were going to make it a film Uh, they decided to put it on television that had to do with a power restructure that happened at marvel uh, internally Um, specific leadership that were um, controlling things that feige had to report to feige didn't want to make inhumans but it was this other individual that wanted to make inhumans and so there was a restructure now where Feige reports directly to Iger. So he didn't he he botched the the concept of Inhumans. But the person who runs TV is the same person who wanted to have Inhumans. So now they're they're saying I'm going to continue Inhumans. I'm going to do it on television, um, which you can see a very clear distinction between what's on television and what's in the Marvel films. Um, and so Inhumans, you know, they they released the first trailer. I go in always with an open mind. And I thought the trailer was okay. I think the show looks, the show definitely looks watchable. Um, but it, it isn't like you can, you know, you can tell like it's not going to be super quality. Uh, you can tell it's going to be very TV drama y, if that makes any sense. Um, I really like that they they're, look like they're keeping the story straight from at least the first trailer. I mean, it's a small sample size, but very clearly the royal family, they're in Atlas. 
and their battle, you know, internally um, with Maximus and how it has repercussions on the humans. So I think that's the perfect story to tell. Uh, I know that they filmed the show with IMAX, the tech, uh, IMAX cameras, so the technology is going to visually look good. It's going to be in theaters first. Um, so I'll probably, more than likely, I'll end up be seeing it in theaters um, and IMAX, and then I know it'll premiere on, on ABC the next day. Uh, you know, it, it's something that I'm going to give a chance to. I, it's, I can't judge the show based on a trailer, um, but what I did see on the trailer didn't make me excited. I would, I'm not going to say I'm excited about this show, but I'm cautiously optimistic. So because it's Marvel, even if it's bad, I'm going to watch it anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just the way it is. But, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't hurt to have another thing come out there from Marvel, see how it goes. Hopefully, I'm rooting for it to do well. I love what I saw with Lockjaw, so we'll see. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the trailer. Uh, I did hear some people saying that it wasn't great. Um, I've I've seen some of the, some of the pictures, and and from what I've seen, it looks visually good. Um, but I haven't I haven't had a chance to to watch the trailer. Um, but uh, uh, just the reception overall, it seems kind of mixed. Like some people are excited and. Some people are saying, I was like, well, that this really doesn't look too great. Um, but that's interesting that they're actually doing a, 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 a TV show with IMAX uh, cameras. I know, I know. That's like Game of Thrones style stuff. I think, though, it's more of like a PR thing because I know Marvel made yeah. a deal with IMAX. So their, their, uh, their movie Infinity Wars is filmed entirely with the latest IMAX 3D cameras. So that film is going to be worth seeing in IMAX 3D. Yep. Um, but I think maybe part of that deal was also to get this for their television series within humans. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure it looked visually good. I'm, I think the, the one negative thing that universally fans all around are not supporting is specifically Medusa. Her hair uh, just does not look believable in any means. <laughs> and her hair is not just to be this long, flowy alien hair. Her name is Medusa. And if you know anything about Medusa... Is that her hair is, you know, snakes. In this situation, her hair gives her strength. It's an actual power that she can whip around and control. Um, she's a very powerful character. She speaks for Black Bolt, the king, her husband. So, I mean, it, it's a, uh, you know, that's that something I think people were negatively, uh, universally negative about. But, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see. It, we'll see. Uh, they didn't show anything of it in action in the trailer. They just We just saw her, you know, walking with her hair, so. It's, it's an early judgment. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it comes out. I, um, I'm hoping that Marvel can. And it's funny because it seems like DC, for the most part, has kind of been doing all right with TV. But Marvel has, uh, at least with like broadcast TV. I mean, exactly. Mar Marvel's nailing it on Netflix, but uh, but on broadcast TV, it looks like um, uh, these guys are really dominating uh, uh, DC. Oh uh, yeah. Although, although I heard, uh, I heard. Um, uh, uh, the one, the the series in FX, uh, the the X Men one, Legion, Legion. Legion. I heard really is real good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Me either. Uh, but uh, but I heard I heard that's good. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see how that comes out. I mean, Marvel has you know plenty of ideas, and you know the worst that can happen is that this thing lasts a season, and and they move it to you know a, either a different channel or if they find an audience. I mean, who knows? It could stay. So. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, uh, uh, and just uh, doing a quick sweat segue, uh, and this is uh, um, 
a, a kind of like a Marvel um, uh, cross video game <laughs> type of thing. Um, so, uh, Joel, you know how how a lot of people noticed, and this was you know common knowledge when it was first announced that uh, they didn't see any uh, X Men characters on uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite in. And, and they they interviewed uh, um, the uh, the producers, uh, especially Peter Rosas, uh, aka Combo Fiend, uh, who's a producer in the game, uh, and um, and 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 he did uh, he he gave a, a really weird uh, answer. That's a and, nice way of saying it. it was a uh, bad answer. It was, it's just weird, and uh, I mean, and and I'm there's been. A lot of rumors that uh, Marvel, not Marvel, but the game will have uh, like an X Men DLC pack, and you, you know, in the future you'll get X Men characters as DLC, uh, but not included in the game. Um, but uh, here's the answer um, that uh, that uh, Pete Rosas and uh, Michael Evans um, from Marvel gave. Um, and it's uh, we talked with Marvel very closely about the future roadmap, about what's going to happen. Your modern, your modern Marvel fan, maybe they don't even remember some of the X Men characters, <laughs> but they do remember some of the Guardians characters or Black Panther. <laughs> what is this? Oh my goodness, dude! You don't remember? Come on, if you if you played Marvel, Joe. Marvel versus Capcom started with an X-Men game. Why, how can you say this crap, man? It's one thing to say that Marvel <laughs> doesn't value the X-Men like they do. That's because of business reasons, right? But to yeah. say that the average fan doesn't even remember, suddenly oh. amnesia. I don't even know who Storm, Cyclops, and Wolverine is. That like, is ridiculous. I don't understand. I, I don't get it. Yeah, this whole crossover... Marvel versus Capcom thing started with, you know, X Men Children of the Atom, and then and then Akuma was a was a, a guest character on that game, uh, and then after that Marvel superheroes, and then X Men versus Street Fighter, which was the first crossover game. Notice X Men versus Street Fighter. Yep. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, I, and and I know that this is this is a very business, you know, answer. Uh, but, but don't uh, put it on the fans. But don't, exactly, don't blame the fans for for and I and I'm not saying this is a business decision because it's you know again licensing and 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 I guess working with Fox for this type of licensing stuff is apparently a nightmare. Uh, I don't know if you saw that they're pulling all of the Fantastic Four out of the Marvel Heroes game. I did hear that. Yeah, so it's it been- looks like. It looks like Fox is just it's just a nightmare to work with uh, for this, you know, licenses. So yeah, I mean, but don't don't put on the fans. Uh, I mean, uh, you could say and it's like yeah, we'll we'll for the X Men characters we do have different plans and that we're not able to talk about at this moment. But don't say that people don't remember Wolverine. That's yeah, that's just or, rude. That's or Magneto. I was like, if you if you you gonna tell a Marvel player that that. Oh, you don't even remember who Magneto is, dude. Magneto's like top tier. Well, oh, what yeah. are you talking about? Uh, so, I I don't know, man. I I'm I'm 
I played that demo and I I enjoyed the gameplay. I the the story thing was weird, but the gameplay was good. I may or may not give it a chance. Uh, I'm waiting for some more news on on uh, on Dragon Ball Fighter C, and and we'll see. I'll probably just skip that this one. And this is like a a tough one for me because uh, you know. I love you know the Marvel vs. Capcom series as a as a whole and Capcom fighting games, but this is just such a disappointment and uh, this answer was so messed up and I know that he's probably gonna come out and say no no yo this is what I really meant but, I know but uh, you know worded worded better for the. All right, Joe. So uh, that's all we got for news. Um, Joe, where can everyone find us? Yeah, sure. Um, please stay connected with us, guys, uh, through social media by throwing us a follow at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, again, that's at No Load Time. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to the show on Google Play and iTunes. That's a great way to know when we have the latest episodes. Stay up to date. We're trying to keep this thing weekly, keep this thing going as possible. As soon as these episodes are posted, it will download to your phone if you're subscribed. So that way you can just listen to it maybe on your ride home from work or going out on your weekend or whatever the situation is. Um, we really would appreciate that if you could do that. If you have any questions for us, you can also send us feedback or, or again, questions uh, using our email address, noloadtime at gmail.com. Again, that's noloadtime at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. All right. And uh, just to end the show, uh, like always, uh, we have a song of the show. Uh, Joe, this is uh, uh, from the Sega CD. Uh, Sega CD had a lot of games that had very good music. Um, and, and we can probably talk about that in a, in some future episodes. But um, this is from Robo Leste or Denon Leste, as, it known as, uh, as, it's, as it's known in Japan. Uh, and uh, the... Uh, name of the track is Homefront, and uh, the uh, composer is Katsumi Tanaka. So you guys enjoy. You guys have a great uh, holiday week, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. That's right. See you guys next time. Thanks. <laughs>